Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www. Oh, hello and good morning. Alexis Harrison and Maria Weingarten are on from CT169.strong. We are in the very, very crucial days of the legislature in Hartford, where a lot of things that have been talked about, voted out of committee, have made their way towards having a big vote. Uh, Alexis Harrison, Maria Weingarten, thank you for calling in. Tell us, Alexis, what's happening? Yeah, thank you for, for squeezing us in, Lisa. Alexis, so, um, it's not a good connection. Let me try with Maria. You sound like you're underwater. Maria, okay. let, let me give you a try. Maria, say hi. Hi, how are you? Okay, this is much better. Alexis, you got to get on a different connection. Maria, what's happening? Okay. What's happening? So, so what we're seeing is that they've combined um, five or six different bills into one large mega zoning bill, and um, it's... It's, it's most most concerning is that it's added this fair share um, that we were all talking about so many times. Um, and it's limiting what your you know, you, you don't have information on what that is, what the total amount is. But in terms of the language as to how a fair share is determined, it's just like the original bill. So in our mind, it doesn't change it very much because towns like Westport, New Canaan and others We'll, we'll have like we'll be allocated a 20 percent. You know, they'll max it out to like 20 percent of your current housing stock, which means it's it's if and, and they're saying that it won't be on towns to build. But as you know, if a, the developer is going to build our fair share, they're also going to want to build market value. So that means that it would be 80 percent, let's say, market value and 20 percent as our fair share numbers. That would mean we would literally double our entire housing stock in our towns. That's what the mandate would be. Wow. That's incredible. And how does that, how does this zoning bill, if it's passed, how does that tail with 830G? As we understand it, I think, well, I think it would be in addition to it, as we understand it, 830G is still in existence and it has not been reformed this session. And we don't we don't believe it will be gone just because this bill it passes, if it does pass. So it's another layer of complexity and regulation coming on to housing from Hartford. 
Yeah, absolutely. And but, I think also concerning are the environmental issues with this bill. Um, it, it will obliterate, you know, things like wetlands regulations. Um, for what? instance, the bill, yes, the bill um, requires towns to review their wetlands regulations to eliminate any that could affect residential development. Wait, wait, wait. So what? Yes. I don't it's understand. Very, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This bill is being proposed by Democrats who consider themselves the party that protects the environment. I'm not saying they do or they don't, but they that's very much part of their agenda, at least nationally. I, explain, I, what what does it do to wetlands regulations? So, the, so the, the bill is really a density bill, and it would require towns to review their wetlands regulations and to eliminate any language that would affect um, or hold up, delay um, development of residential buildings, as we understand it. But, but, the whole it's point of wetlands, but the whole point of wetlands regulations is to prioritize wetlands over development. That Correct. is the point of them. Right. Well, Lisa, it actually bypasses P&Z, sewer, water, wetlands, municipal conservation, and historic preservation on any applications related to affordable. So anything related to this fair share is going to be overridden. And so all of those commissions, gone, not needed, just whatever the state is telling us to do. I'm... I'm actually speechless, and that takes a lot. Um, uh, has, has, has the Conference of Municipalities, have the COGS, have people who traditionally understand and represent these local commissions, have they had a chance to respond to this? Yeah, as we understand it, CCM has certainly been in touch and are meeting actively with leadership who are uh, Democrat uh, leadership who are pushing the bill. It's Representative uh, Jason Rojas, who's also the majority leader. Uh, West Cog, Francis Pickering, has certainly weighed in and has uh, kept his group, you know, his group of first electmen mayors apprised of what's going on. The problem is at this point in the in the game, you know, we're seven days away from the last day of, of session. And things are being held, you know, meetings are being held behind closed doors. Decisions that will impact every town, every person in our land is happening not in, in sunshine. It's happening in the dark of night, essentially, which is very troubling to us. Why would anybody think it's a good idea? And I'm just stating this rhetorically to yeah. to abandon the mission of conservation commissions and flood and erosion control commissions and wetland boards. Why does anybody think that's a good idea in any corner of Connecticut? Because they're looking for density, Lisa. They're looking for new um, residents to come in to, to build revenues because we are fourth from the bottom in tax revenues coming in. So they're thinking the only way to build it is to bring it in. And, and this is the way they're going to do it. They're going to destroy our environment and they're going to take away, you know, any sort of semblance of a normal zoning policy, you know, in favor of high density development everywhere. You know, the reason that this doesn't really make sense empirically for, for many reasons is because Connecticut only grew by 0.08 percent last mm-hmm. year. And that is in... That is a good sign for Connecticut because Connecticut was actually losing people before that. But even if you assume that things even out, um, we are not a high-growth state. We're not. We're not Texas. We're not Florida. We're not Nevada. 
uh, we're and we like it that way. Frankly, I don't I don't really want to be replicated the way Florida and Texas are going. That's my own opinion. Um, and we have many underutilized cities and areas that need to be redeveloped because they've been abandoned by people and they look ugly and they become centers where crime can occur. Why don't we focus on that? Lisa, those those seven cities, the, the, they call them the 20% high poverty cities, are actually eliminated. They're not included in this bill at all. So, so everybody else has to have density development but for the seven cities that have 20% poverty. So that means, I'm thinking like a politician here for just a moment, that means that all of the elected representatives from those seven cities have nothing to lose by voting yes on the bill. You're 100 percent. Exactly. Correct. That's the way it is. That's yep. a lot and, of people. And we and again, we don't know the the Open Communities Alliance, which is a housing advocacy group who are big proponents of this bill and leadership. They're not actually putting out the numbers of what your fair share will be. Fairfield could be as high as you know, twenty five hundred more units. That's extraordinary. I'm sure West Forest is a little less than that. But none of the information, none of the pertinent information is being put out there, which begs a lot of questions. Is that purposeful? Or maybe they just don't have the answers right now. But this is a rushed bill, and and it's just not good policy for us. We don't do something like this at the 11th hour. You said we're chatting with Alexis Harrison and Maria Weingarten of CT169Strong.org. You said that Jason Rojas, can you refresh my memory? Where, What uh, community does he represent? Yeah, Mr. Rojas represents Manchester and East Hartford. Okay, so those communities would be affected by this bill. They would. They would. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if, if you know, I, I mean, I really don't know if, he, if the people in his own communities feel like that's the way they want to go. I'm not, I don't know East Hartford too well. I know it's one of the poorer communities in uh, Connecticut. Um and Manchester, it seems to me, is sort of a middle class place. Probably has yeah, everything. Yeah, more of a working between. class area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just fascinating so, to me. So, in terms of the way this has been structured, the people with nothing to lose at all, who don't have to care about responding to their constituents, still—that's a lot of people in the legislature. And what about the suburban communities that are represented by both Republicans and Democrats? Have they weighed in about how they will vote on the bill? We haven't seen that yet. The bill literally came in late yesterday afternoon. Um, we heard the Democrat caucus um, had a meeting and we heard you know, many Democrats, especially in Fairfield County, did voice their concerns. But, but we also heard they're not really being listened to. And Mr. Rojas is really targeting the newer, you know, representatives to, you know, just to get their support and those in smaller towns. Um, and we understand that he's saying they're not going to be affected. But I think 163 of our 169 towns will be impacted. So that's a fallacy if that if that notion is out there. Well, one, um, would, one would expect the representatives to be able to read the bill and know whether or not it's going to impact their own community. Mm-hmm. Um, It just came out yesterday. I think you said it's 60 pages. Is that what you told me? Something like that? Yeah, it's 60 or or 90, somewhere between there. But it's it's a very thick document. And again, you know, this is like they're tired. It's been a very long session. And, you know, I don't know how much they read or what they can read because it it is a lot. There are a number of bills right now that they have to vote on. So that's part of the the, the strategy, I think. Yeah, everything's in there, including the fact that um, now housing authorities 
uh, back to that other bill that existed, now a housing authority can also sue towns in, under this bill. So it sort of gets to that other housing authority bill where if another housing authority anywhere wants to build, they can go build in your town to build your fair share. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It sounds like it's going to be a recipe for an enormous amount of litigation. It is. And, and it's going to be just like litigation in New Jersey, which has created so much, um, you know, expenses for these communities. They, are, they have the highest um, uh, local income taxes in the country. Yeah, I know And so we're, we're number two or three, so right. we're, we're going to mm-hmm. shoot number one now. Between the infrastructure costs and the litigation expenses related to all of this and settlement costs, it, it, it's exactly where we're headed now. It's it's um, it's astonishing to me. I have to come back to the environment because, you know, that's my thing. It's astonishing to me that the traditional coalition of people who say they fight for the environment are silent when it comes to the environmental impact of this agenda. We agree with you. And we agree. Francis Pickering said something. I'll read the sentence that he said. These are concerning developments that Connecticut's state-level protections of surface waters are by some measures the weakest in New England, meaning the state relies on local regulation to protect its rivers, lakes, streams, and ponds. And now we're taking that away from local municipalities. And so there'll be nobody and nothing left to protect the water quality yep. of the inlands and the coast. And I'm a big believer in decentralizing authority, and I'm a big believer in local, local decentralization and regulation because I think that the more you can drill down on, and the more you can decentralize and drill down on what should be happening in a town, the better information the people have because they know their towns the best and they care right. about their towns and their communities and cities the most. So to deprive local municipalities of having a direction over growth in their own town, it just to my mind, is, is just not good public policy. It's just, it's just not smart. And Lisa, talking about that as well and environmental impacts. So I know we've spoken before about this alternative septic system yes. where they're, they're trying to increase capacity. So under this bill, they're making 10,000 10, gallons per day. They're moving it up from 7,500 to 10,000 gallons per day, that that's normal under a local conventional 
septic system. So now that's going to be pushed down to local. And it also in this bill says that middle housing is going to be permitted without requiring a public sewer anywhere in your towns, that you have to re-review your zoning to make sure that middle housing can be built anywhere without sewer as well. Uh-uh. I think that people don't quite understand, Maria, how the nuts and bolts of the language here has overridden their assumptions about their own communities. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is in a single-family zoning area, you are now going to have to allow multifamily. And the ability to increase your septic capacity means that you could have multiple homes on one septic system, and it it allows higher density. So you could have two-family, four-family in anywhere in your town. Um, So it's not just in the concentrated. So that whole idea that the beginning we're talking about with transit-oriented or trying to be near a town center and, and, and create a walkable environment, that's sort of gone with all of this. This is just build big everywhere. Um, so we went from <laughs> build big and least it's like build big everywhere um, and, and not care. You know, so everything that they said about trying to move toward transit, that's out the window entirely. And let's remember that the people behind this are funded by the Regional Plan Association, which is an organization now, not historically, but right now, largely funded by large real estate developers, correct? Yes. Yes. And local stakeholders have not had a voice in this process, and we have urged Representative Rojas and his colleagues to to have everybody at the table so we can come up with meaningful reform. You can't just have one side at the table. It just doesn't work. Um, So we just urge the call to action today is call your legislators, email them, get their thoughts on this, tell them to vote no. It's it's just, yeah, phones are are the best way to do it. Go to ct169strong.org. We have a lot of information and ways to contact your legislator. This is crunch time. It's really super critical that they do it today. And you want them to call. Both. Yeah, we're we're hearing call the office and, you know, leave a message with the with the administrative, you know, aid and yeah, an email. We, w- we would love to see everybody flood their phone lines because they, they need to understand that these bills are not supported by the communities. Ladies, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Uh, when is the bill expected to be voted on? Tomorrow. 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 So there's no time like the present, huh? Correct. That's <laughs> why we say today. <laughs> no day but today. Oh, and we're, asked, we're being asked for the bill number one more time, please. Sure, six six seven eight one HB six seven eight one. But the reality is, we still have not seen like we we've seen a a draft that's been passed around. We were told that more changes may be coming. There's a lot of inconsistencies within the bill. This is not a fully vetted, solid document. This is a a thrown together mishmash of everything, and and it's it's it, there's internal inconsistency. There's there's a lot of problems with the bill. So we still haven't we still don't have a final draft. And, and we know from what we've heard that that the, the likelihood is they will vote on this tomorrow. Does it come with a fiscal note, which is to say an amount of money that the bill will cost the taxpayers? No, that. OK, I want to just stop and say something. This I just want to stop. I'm going to do the legal Lisa for just a moment just to let everybody know. So when bills make their way through the legislature. They are supposed to be vetted 
uh, and they're supposed to be assigned uh, a cost associated with them if there is one. If there is a policy that you're making that doesn't have any fiscal note, then it has no fiscal note. When something has a fiscal note, it means that somebody has looked at a bill and decided how much it's going to cost the taxpayers. It seems to me, what do I know, that when you're making housing policy, when you're creating bureaucracies, when you're bypassing other bureaucracies, and when you're prioritizing developers and you know that there's going to be litigation at a minimum, that it would come with some kind of a fiscal note for the taxpayers. The fact that it doesn't have one is we just want to stop and notice that because a lot of times when something comes with a fiscal note, it means that a legislator will say, you know what, I don't think the taxpayers can afford this because I know how much it's going to cost us. When something comes without a fiscal note, very often a legislature may say, oh, I can vote for this because it's not costing anybody any money. Why does this bill not have a fiscal note, ladies? I don't understand. Well, part of it is that these infrastructure impacts from high-density development are only impacting the towns. They're not uh, from the state's, you know, mandate. It's an indirect um, expense that a town will incur when they don't have enough school capacity, when their sewer needs to be upgraded, when they need extra water lines or whatever. Those costs are not um, quantifiable by the state in this in this bill. So so they have not quantified those costs, but we know that those costs will happen. And, you know, we've heard anecdotally from towns like Trumbull, where they've seen a great deal of um, housing development, that they their taxes have gone up significantly because that's one of the the you know, the fallacies that's been put out by the other side on this is that the advocates is, oh, it just brings in new tax revenues because you have new you know more people living in your community. Um, it does not offset. Uh, what happens into your infrastructure when you when you have a serious draw on on your you know serious demand from from such high density development? Mm. So, in other words, the co- there is a cost, but because the cost is being passed on to others, there's no fiscal note associated with this bill. Right. Correct. And also, they're they're using existing departments already to just reassign them, so they're not adding new staff necessarily. They're just moving people around to now supervise something else. Yeah, but you know, well, you have to look for the fine. uh, In in 60 or 80 pages, I will guarantee you without having read it that there is a provision for different offices and new kind of bureaucracy. It would seem to me very unusual to not have that happen. Usually when they write these bills, they put in um, provisions for staff that are needed to enforce a lot of the bill. And we know there's an, there's an unfunded mandate as well because there's a lot more reporting requirements yet again that are being pushed onto towns. That's an unfunded mandate. And on top of that, they're forming some commissions, some blue ribbon or whatever kind of commissions they're going to form. However, interestingly enough, there's no minority representation anymore on them. It's only the majority party who gets to appoint people to these commissions. Yeah, and there's no environmental stakeholders required to, to be part of these policymaking committees either. Okay, ladies, you've given us a lot to think about, a lot to digest. Once again, the bill is HB 6781. And, Maria, your call to action one more time? Call and email your legislators. Go to our website, ct169strong.org. Click on the red button, and we have phone numbers to contact legislators. And we also have an email that you can send to your legislators. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate it, ladies. And as always on the Lisa Wexler Show, while we've covered this one point of view, if you have an opposing point of view and you feel like your legislator should vote in favor of this, the bill is HB 6781. And I'm sure your legislature wants to hear your opinion, whether it's pro or con. Thank you very much, Marie Weingarten and Alexis Harrison, for being on the show today. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.